You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Back straight quarter, 27 and 9. The big boys are out to play tonight. Old Town Road up over on the outside. Hot and treacherous, they come for home. They're followed by Fernley Cash. And last tango in heaven, Old Town Road. The plugs come out, leads by a length and a quarter. Hot and treacherous, last tango in heaven. And Fernley Cash, Old Town Road. He's a budding superstar, that's for sure. And he'll treat these with contempt as well. Old Town Road, he is prick. Interesting horse. He's just one of many contenders, Chris, for Tuesday, this New Zealand Cup. What a fantastic race. Where does he sit in the mix, in your opinion? Of course, he ran a terrific second after that race we just replayed. John Dickey's horse, Old Town Road, Chris. Yeah, he's right in the mix, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, He's a real up-and-coming talent, and he's right in the mix as far as the betting is concerned. He currently sits at $10. Zach Butch is going to take the drive. Zach is one of the best drivers in the Southern Hemisphere, so he lacks nothing as far as the rainsmanship is concerned there on Tuesday. And he trialled really well yesterday in the Cup trial against Rock and Roll Do and also Krug. So... He's right in the mix. There's no doubt about it. Old Town Road. I wonder what Greg O'Connor, which way he's leaning where at the moment. 370 with Tab. Copy that for the big race on Tuesday. And Greg's with us now. Greg, good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. Um, When you start talking about this IRT New Zealand Cup, it's getting to a point where it's who you're going to leave out, not who you're going to put on top. It's that deep and... Um, yeah, there might not be a Lazarus or a, a Terra to Love or a superstar that we've already been exposed to many times, but there's going to be uh, an outstanding contest here come uh, 5.36 New Zealand time. I think that'll be about 2.36 your time uh, with the daylight saving, but it is going to be one for the ages, I'm sure of that. Let me paint the picture now for Tuesday. All the dress rehearsals have been carried out. We saw Copy That win off that gigantic handicap last week at Cambridge. We saw Kango take out the Kaikoura Cup. We saw the Cup trial last night or yesterday afternoon with Rock and Roll do scoring. We know about the All-Stars having their workout at Addington earlier in the day. The draw's been conducted. The stages said Copy That looking to become the first horse since Lazarus to go back-to-back. Can he do it? Oh, look, it's a really conceivable thing that he can. He comes up, Chris, with the exact same barrier draw he won from last year. So he had Saddlecloth 10 last year, started from eight. Uh, No ballots drawn off the front this year. So he'll start from barrier eight. And speaking with Ray Green this morning, it's pretty hard to argue that he's not in better form than what he was last year. Uh, You know, like he, he won off 55, now he's won off 70. Yes, you've got to counter that by saying, what's he beaten? But... It was a remarkable performance at Cambridge because he went 3.16, a terrific time for the 2,700 anywhere, and he came round the field. He beat Hot and Treacherous, who we know is a bona fide Grand Circuit type of horse. So he didn't just beat up on a, on a weak bunch of very average horses. He beat Hot and Treacherous. So he, he can absolutely win it again. Will he win it the same way? Well, I don't think that he'll just... Well, he could roll to the front, but he will not be having the picnic that he had last year because there are so many horses that need to move in the race. There'll be pressure, I believe, throughout, and it's likely to come from Rock and Roll Do. You've got the pair of the Telfers, BD Joe and Alter Wise Guy. They can't afford to sit back. 
And more importantly, at the start, Spankham, Pembroke Playboy, both very quick beginners, likely to get to the markers first in front of him. Which one gets there? How quickly do they hand to him? Some are suggesting he'll be in front by the winning post like he was last time, the first time. Maybe they're right, but he can win it in a, in a short answer, but I don't think it'll just be the picnic it was last year. Latest prices with Tab for this uh, big race on Tuesday. Self-assured $7, Majestic Cruiser 13 Akuta at $8, Krug 31 Spankham 8 He's a Sport 71 Pembroke Playboy 31 Copy that 370 Old Town Road $10, Kango at 31 Smithy's Terra 71 The Falcon, who's the Emergency 71 Rock and Roll Do 450 Steal the Show, the first Emergency 51 BD Joe 14 Alta Wise Guy 31, South Coast Arden 31, and Cranbourne, the second emergency, $71. The big X factor, without doubt, for this race on Tuesday is a cooter. What did you take away from the effort on, on Monday in the Kaikoura Cup? I think the biggest thing you have to take away from it, Chris, is the fact that Mark's starting him. So all along, initially, it was he'll go to Ashburton and we'll find out whether he's good enough. Now, he veered away from that and decided, no, I'm going to go to Kaikoura and, and judge him on that. He went very good at Kaikoura. He, he couldn't get in in the first 800 metres. He ended up getting to park. Kango monstered him. He got round him. He had to sit outside him. Kango ran up the straight quite considerably. Now, you would have seen that, I'm sure. Uh, David Butcher copping a $600 fine for that. I'm not saying that Akuta should have gone past him, but I'm absolutely sure he would have got very close to beating him if they'd run in a straight line. So Mark, off the back of that, has said, right, I think he's going good enough. I'll put him in the race. So you have to respect that. Can he, again, can he win it? Yes, he can. Can he win it being driven the way he has been this season, which is either A, being in front when he won an age race, or B, sitting parked at both the Hannon or Kaikoura? The answer to that is he can't sit parked in this cup and win it. It's too deep. He can get the right sort of run. He's as fast as any horse in the race. Um, yes, it'll be a bit of history if a three-year-old wins a New Zealand Cup, but as we all know, in the old, he is now four. So um, Mark's done that before with the likes of Adore Mead, Lazarus, uh, and way back with Alva Colo was a four-year-old as well. So um, he can do it, but he'll need the right run. What about the Aussies? Majestic Cruiser, Rock and Roll Do. Majestic Cruiser comes into this race uh, third up on Tuesday. Rock and Roll do, beaten at Ashburton. Then he won the cup trial yesterday. Can, can they win either of the Aussies? Right, let's start with Rock and Roll do. I uh, have had a wee bit to do with Mick Stanley while he's been here, which has been great. He's a terrific bloke and, and I believe a very, very good horseman. He has stuck to his plan all the way through. This horse is peaking at the right time. He said he won't be quite ready at Ashburton. Yes, he, he mucked up the start, but he blames himself. He wasn't... He wasn't as attuned to what was happening with the starter, and I believe he'll be much better than he was yesterday in the trial, albeit only three horses in it. Second thing is, straight after that trial yesterday, got round to the box. It was only me and him, actually, because no one else was there helping him. So I started helping him ungear. The difference from that horse when he raced at Ashburton to now and what I believe he'll be on Tuesday, man, he, he is just a machine. He's my, he's my first pick in the race. I think he can absolutely win it. And I'm not perturbed by the draw because I don't know what was going to be a good draw for him. Because he missed away at Ashburton, I think following them out may well be an absolute blessing for him. So definitely he can win. Now, here's a bit of news for you that nobody else has got because I've only just got off the phone for him. 
Mark Jones told me Majestic Cruiser smashed the track record at his training establishment today. He said he looked awesome. He said, I, I, I can't think of a reason other than his first ever standing start that he won't go, go into the race in absolute peak condition. So that's the latest from Mark Jones's barn where Jason Grimson and Majestic Cruiser arrived on Tuesday. If he strips in the condition he was in for the Blacks of Fate, you know his record, Chris, over longer than 2,200 metres since he's been with Grimson. He's won half of his 14 starts and been placed twice second at Group 1 level over the longer journey. You cannot count his chances out, and how cool would it be to have a Blacks of Fate winner come over and win a New Zealand Cup? Yeah, absolutely. How big is it going to be on Tuesday afternoon, Greg, with a full crowd back at Addington? Oh, look, it's going to be it's going to be very special. The last couple of years, mate, have been have been hard, and 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 you know how long I've been associated with Addington over a quarter of a century. And um, last year was was the flattest I've ever been on a race day. That, that deserves more than that, and it's going to get it on Tuesday. The weather's going to be perfect. Light winds. Um, all of the stuff we've just been talking about. We haven't even touched on a horse like Krug with with the uh, fairy tale, if you like, of 19-year-old Carter Dalgetty having his first drive in the race for his parents. Uh, Colin DeFilippi's bred, owned, trained. He's a sport. He's in the race. The two from the Telfers who lead the premiership. Self-assured, where's he at? He won it two years ago. Um, you know, And you've got the defending champion and copy that in career best form. And you guys talked about Old Town Road, who's... If he is able to win the Cup, he'll be second in terms of least number of starts behind Mainland Banner, who only had 12 when she won the Cup. So there are so many stories. There's three butchers in the race, a father and his two sons that hasn't happened in 70 years. So, yes, we're going to have the weather. Yes, we've got the field. Yes, we've got the crowd back. Um, it'll, It'll be really special on Tuesday, I'll promise you that. A little bit of a scare last night, just up at Woodend Beach with a big storm sweeping through there, but all horses A-OK, uh, so no no real damage done in, in that respect, thankfully, but uh, a little bit of a scare, though. Yeah, no, it was a fire. So um, basically Pegasus, which is oh, 10 minutes up the road from where, um, where John Dunn, um, the Hopes are based uh, there at Woodend Beach. Um, Gavin Smith's got a barn there now as well. Bob Butts obviously there too. Well, I spoke to John Dunn about nine o'clock this morning, and he said, "I said to him, so so how'd you go?" And he said, "Well, we had fifty. We got fifty in work, and they all had to get in floats. And he said floats turned up from you just wouldn't believe to get the horses out because they were going to have to evacuate all the houses. And they said basically we'll be doing the humans. We can't help you with the horses. So they got them all out. They're all back there now. No harm." Um, nobody got injured, uh, very, very lucky, but, you know, fire, and you guys know as well as anybody, scary, scary stuff, particularly when you're dealing with animals because they, they very much so freak out in that scenario. But no no damage there, Chris, and, and thank goodness for that. Okay, so just in wrapping up, Greg, you are with the Aussie Rock and Roll Dude. That's your on-top selection. I'm going to get lambasted here, mate. I'm going to have the two Aussies, <laughs> one and two. Um, it's, no, it's not going to be a fun walk into Addington Raceway for me, but uh, and then I'll have then I'll have copy that, and, and I'm still undecided, mate. I'll have a Cooter or Old Town Road, probably my, my next pick. But um, yep, I'm, I'm with uh, I'm with Rock and Roll Do. I think he can win it. Okay, so you've been to Albion Park as the ambassador for one carnival. Now you're tipping two Aussies to run one, two in the cup. You know what's coming your way, as you said, that they are just going to give you plenty. Mate, I'm going to be moving over in July and I might not be coming back. <laughs> <laughs> it might be the scenario. 
But the the, uh, the 13 races, Chris, they're so, so deep. I'm trying to do the form for them now, and um, the old head's spinning just a wee bit. Uh, if you want to have a bet earlier in the day, I really like a horse called Sinbad. Race 2, number 15. I think you'll win that race. That can help you out to get you, uh, get you some money to play with later on. Right, I'll take the tip. Race 2, number 15, Sinbad. Uh, that's to start us off for New Zealand Cup Day. Greg, really appreciate the lead-in work that you've done for us over the past couple of weeks for the New Zealand Cup. It is going to be an absolute ripper, and I'm really looking forward to the coverage coming through. Yeah, no problem at all. Anytime you know that. Cheers. There's Greg O'Connor joining us. So uh, it's a big day on Tuesday, mm. New Zealand Cup Day, and who is going to take it, Steve? I, I don't know. So, uh, Greg... A bona fide Kiwi is tipping the two Aussies to run one two, so I'm a little surprised there. But uh, well, he's had a good look at both of these horses since they've arrived, and he's he's happy with them. So there's a tip there for the Aussies. Mm, and that horse Sinbad is only lining up for its fourth start. Mark Purden's horse there that he likes early in the day. Shannon Price is with us now, thanks to Garrards, Chris. Shannon, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Welcome back. Thank you. You're away for, what, four, five weeks in the end? Five weeks. Okay. Walked home with a, uh, a Group 3 victory last week as well? Yeah, that helped the trip, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And he's going to start again on Saturday night, the opening night of the Summer Carnival. Can he claim another feature? Um, yeah, he's got a good barrier draw, and he's, he's travelled home really well, and we're happy with his work this week. So, no, he seems fine. He seems ready to run a good race. Was there any surprises with that final field when, when it was released earlier in the week? Is that what you expected to come up against with your horse, Van Sank? Yeah, pretty much. I didn't think there would be any interstaters, really. Um, not for that prize money, considering they raced the week before at Menangle for that. But uh, there might be some more next week, maybe with a bit more prize money on offer. But no, it's definitely a, it's a hometown race. Okay, so he's travelled home well, and you're expecting another forward showing? Yeah. Yeah, no, there shouldn't be any reason why he can't go can't go good in that. He's, he's, yeah, he's definitely racing well. Okay, so if he wins next week, winner of that race is given a golden ticket to the Inter-Dominion Series. Is that is that seriously considered? Well, he's not actually nominated for the Inter-Dominion this year, so I don't know whether you have to be nominated for it to get the golden ticket up the the list or whether that means that they accept your nomination afterwards. I'm not 100% sure, but he, he definitely wasn't nominated for the Inner Dominion. Okay, so hypothetic, uh, hypothetically, if he is eligible to go, consider it? I'd have to cross that bridge when we got to it. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what the, 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 you know, like I haven't even looked at the races or anything like that because I just thought, oh, he, he can just stay at home and and race around here for a bit or go back to Sydney next year if we take a team back earlier in the year um, and then get ready for the Winter Carnival. Is, you know, I don't, He's not an over-raced horse. Yeah, that's for sure. Did his younger brother, half or half-brother, win on Sunday at Maribyrnong on Redwood Day? Yeah, Sugar Daddy, yeah, that's his half-brother. Yeah, there you go. So it's a family in form, no doubt about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's Van Sank. Now, unfortunately, you've had to scratch Cruz Bramack. Speaking of the New Zealand Cup, a, a previous winner of the New Zealand Cup, you've had to scratch him from the Be Good Johnny Sprint? Yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's out and he'll be out for a little bit. So, um, yeah, we'll just play it by you. He'll, he'll tell us what he wants to do, the old fella. But, uh, yeah, no, it was a bit disappointing with the carnival. Couldn't have been worse timing for him. Mm, so he's out of next week's Queensland Cup as well? Yeah, that's right.
So is it serious? No, no, not serious. No, just I thought his um, his run the other night was good, but I probably could have been a little bit better. But his heart rate was a little bit high for where he was at, and initially I just thought that was because he hadn't had a run for three weeks. But then when we worked him on Tuesday, his work was a little bit, you know, wasn't as, as sharp. He wasn't as sharp as he wanted to be. So um, yeah, he just he must have a bit of a virus or something's not quite right there because he's um, mm. yeah so. Run some more tests and see where we're at with him. Last week in that race, one by Turn It Up, sectionally, he was just sensational, Cruz Bramac. Yeah, no, sectionals were good. Um, and that, but as I said, like his heart rate was a bit high, and I thought that was just because he hadn't had the run. But then on Tuesday, he confirmed with his, his work that he was, uh, yeah, not 100%. Mm, disappointing, because he was a key runner in that field. Was there a chance, just digressing for a moment, but if he had a lined up, uh, could it be a lead that field? Oh, that's left to be seen now, isn't it? I, I, I don't know. Mm. He is quick mm. off the arm. Ooh, very quick, very quick. So it certainly takes a lot of uh, pace out of that race with his scratching. Just on the Sydney campaign, it, it's tough going down there, isn't it? Yeah, well, when we first went down there, like the surface on Menangle is a lot different to the surface at Albion Park. It's, a, it's more of a sandy surface. So my first two runners were a little bit tired from the trip, but struggled a little bit with the surface of the track being um, slower and, and more sandier. And then... Um, so, you're on. right. I was just going to say, which surface do you find is better? What we've got up here or what they've got down there? Well, up here we have more of a like a crusher dust sort of surface, which is probably a faster surface, whereas theirs is more sandy, so it's a, it's a bit slower. Um, as far as, like, that, the, the second week when it pelted down rain down there they were able to race and they were still running quick times so the surface was good for the wet weather down there but our surface up here is, is much like that too but um, I do believe that the Menangle surface can play a lot differently like um, one minute it's quite hard the next minute it can be a bit softer so it sort of does change around a little bit well whereas Albion Park's more of a consistent sort of a, a harder surface so as far as, you know, like our times, we run good times up here. Um, but down there, like the times that they run, when they run 48, like that is actually really quick because of, the, you know, the, the slightly different surface and that that they run on. Mm. So in, in many ways, is it weather-related? Which the, the surface? Like with the surface that we have up here, because we're a, a more humid sort of temperature up here compared to down there. Is that why we've got a different sort of material compared to what they had? Um, I guess it's what they can source locally. I mean, you don't want to be transporting material interstate when you've got to order so much. But worth, we we sort of go with the crusher dust up here, I believe, because we have so much rain and heavy rain and storms that, you know, like when the, when the storms are coming, they obviously roll the track to, to make it harder. So, you know, we don't lose meetings and that. But... Um, you know, the, the crusher does, does compact a lot more um, than what a, a sand does, like sand. As you know, when you go to the beach, the more water, the harder it gets. But the crusher does, it compacts a lot better and makes for a, a good racing surface. But as I said, their racing surface down there on the second week was, was really good. And they still ran the quick times, even though it had copped many inches of rain. Mm, yeah, fair enough. So you've got Van saying this Saturday night. How many do you start next Saturday night for night two of the carnival? Um, I, I actually don't know. I haven't looked at the card. Oh, Van Sank will be in again. Um, 
after that, I, I don't know. I, um, I've given a couple of them a bit of a freshen up. Um, a couple of them will race next Friday at Redcliffe. Um, but no, probably not a lot for the carnival this year. Okay, well, it all hinges on Van Sang, and he looks a terrific chance in that trotting feature on Saturday night. Good to have you back in town. Appreciate the time. No worries, Chris. Harness Racing from the West. Chris, Matty Young's with us. We've got to talk about the WA Derby. That's the feature tomorrow night, Steve, at Gloucester Park. Matty, good morning. Good morning to you, boys. Who wins it and why? Um, I've done the form pretty extensively on this race, and... Uh, I've labelled it down to three chances, which are the top three in the betting, and I'm just not sure um, who wins it between those three. Max Better looks a potential leader in the race for Ryan Bell and Kyle Simmington. Uh, Kyle will probably have to be on his game at the start as Hoppy's Way can begin very quickly from gate seven. Tricky Mickey is a horse that is known for speed, not so much toughness. So from the draw, it becomes a bit more of a thinking drive for Gary Hall Jr. on where he places Tricky Mickey. So I think he might be just a, a smidge of unders at this stage. And then you have Street Hawk, who is uh, a horse that I hold in high regard as being a speed horse. And with gate number 10, is going to be that three back to pegs position. And if daylight comes, Street Hawk will be powering home. So... It's just sort of hard to work out on who is the best chance out of those three. They all have a lot of positives, but a couple of convictions with all of them going into the race. Tricky Mickey currently 210, Max Better 310, Street Hall 550. Would you rush in at 210, Tricky Mickey? No, I, I wouldn't. Um, I think it's a, a bit of an overreaction. He's had, uh, he dominated the, uh, the Southwest Derby two starts ago. He won that Group 1 three starts ago, but he only just got over them late in running in a similar field. And uh, last start, he got into the clear and finished over the top of Max Better uh, with just sheer speed. So that was over 2,500 metres. So that was a good trial going into it, but that was from Barrier 10. This is from Barrier 6. Different barriers, different way the race could be run. Max Better, a little bit sharper as well and has the chance to lead. And if Tricky Mickey's sitting outside of him, then... Yeah, I just I wouldn't be diving in at that quote. I'd say the value there is Street Hawk five fifty. I think uh, about a dollar seventy five a place. If you have like a two by three sort of bet, that sort of looks the way to go, and it'll cover you a bit because I'm pretty sure he'll get into the clear late and he'll look dangerous. Okay, what about the Oaks when it's taking the Mickey? She's got the inside gate. Any chance of doing the big double? Um, I highly doubt it. I think uh, she she won the Oaks. Um, she was able to capitalise on a few tired horses, and uh, including Wonderful to Fly. So uh, she was able to get into the clear, and they only got home in uh, 60 seconds for a Group One. And uh, I just think, I just think over the longer trip, and when you're taking on the boys, they're going to be coming home a lot quicker. So she's got the draw to run top five, but I don't see her playing a part in uh, taking this one out. All right. And the other one I've got to ask about: you were keen on being scooting last week. You steered us into him. Has he got any chance from that draw? Look, I would have loved if this horse drew one, I think he'd be the one that I'd be backing and be very confident that he could run a very strong race. He's a horse who's a good rolling type and he looks like he'll get 2,500 metres really well. He just He's immature. He As a two-year-old, he showed so much ability, but he couldn't run any closer than fifth. I think he's strung about four or five in a row together of running fifth. 
and he was just a horse who you could see it was there. It was just a matter of being able to unlock his potential. And uh, this preparation, we've seen him be able to get better and better. But even with his wins, there's a certain element of immaturity there and uh, just hasn't got those racing brains yet. So he's going to be a late bloomer. I think he's going to be a much better four-year-old, but uh, it should be good to see him over 2,500. Really good test. And I think he'll run top five. And I actually had him in for fourth in my selections. Okay. Well, that's the Derby tomorrow night. What is the best bet on the program? Uh, the best bet, I think, uh, race three, number 10, Ideal Agent. Looks really hard to beat for Team Bond. This horse has been racing free for all grade. It's been beautifully placed back into this grade. And Ryan Warwick will get the chance to try and uh, hone his craft from gate number 10 when he drives a street hawk in the Derby. He gets a, a little... A little look here earlier in the program with Ideal Agent. This horse drops in grade beautiful. It's a less than $25,000 last five. And I think he can work into the clear early. And he can really assert his authority and uh, flex his muscles. So I'm pretty keen on him. Race three, number 10. Ideal Agent is my best of the night. Beautiful. Big circle around him. Race three, number 10. Matty, as always, really appreciate the time. Enjoy Derby night tomorrow night. We'll catch up next week. Cheers, boys. See ya.